0: This is a headgum podcast.
1: Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the Headgum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and
2: discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was Talk Show, The Game Show, and our guest was Casey Schreiner. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast, and I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode 109. 109, Bill. Yeah. Does that number have any connotations, Adam?
1: 109.
2: Not a ton for me. It's not really.
1: 109 is just one of those random numbers It feels like it might be prime, although I don't think so. Okay. 33?
2: Were you one of those people who could figure out a prime number? Like, did you have the prime numbers just locked down?
1: I I wish
2: that I could say that I was one of those people. Those people exist. Like, the people who could do the alphabet backwards probably know, like, the first 40 prime numbers. And it's
1: like, you're showing off.
2: Yeah. And it's like, cool out, you're showing off, I'm 11, I'm self-conscious. And and simultaneously, I'm like, but keep going. Keep going, though. What's the next prime prime? number? What else is prime? (laughs) Um, We have a guest in studio today. Who probably knows every prime number. I was about to say, there are those friends, and you're like, it's a learned man. Yeah. You brought in your learned friend from corporate baron and he taught us about how to learn to learn knowledge yes um i'm now bringing in my learned friend (laughs) your rabbi from a television show that i recently worked on (laughs) called talk show the game show brilliant this is not only the head writer yes he's not only the lead judge wow he's one of the people who hired me unbelievable he's a good friend of ours so sweet to him yes i'm trying to retain my job
3: (laughs) uh please welcome everybody casey schreiner Hi, everybody. Hi, Casey. Hi, thanks for having me. I do not know prime numbers. Are
1: you sure? Uh, Yes.
3: I am a communications major. (laughs) Oh. So all of my math learning stopped in high school. That was it.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You didn't take any math courses in college?
3: No. No. Uh, In fact, I went to Boston University, and uh, we had uh, our our math classes in the College of of Communications could be... Things like Introduction to Computers, great, which is a class that I took. <laughs> yes, love As well sentence. as Introduction to Nutrition, which Nutri- is another class that I took.
2: The math of nutrition—that is yeah. math. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, math. <laughs> communications major. So that's
2: all I got. Yes, <laughs> love a class that starts with Introduction. Yeah. Yes. No pressure on Intro something. Intro like to. It's like if you already know the word that like comes after Introduction. Yeah. It's like I probably already have a pretty solid introduction. <laughs> exactly. Introduction <laughs> to college. You've probably been introduced to it at some point. <laughs> at some, some point, right. right? Introduction to introductions. Right. Yeah. I remember in college, I had one more credit. I had one more credit Uh, that I needed for like I somehow overlooked in graduation one more like uh, core credit, not even related to my major. Yes. And my parents were like, we don't have we don't want to pay for one more a one credit class. Yes. And the class that I was asked to take before my parents got me out of it and just got me the degree was called walking. 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 (laughs) What's that? You pay probably fifteen hundred dollars for a semester. You walk for fifty minutes. Now wait a second. On like a Friday. What? I, <laughs> and then I feel you, like you like are going to get on the scale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, that what you just described is a
3: recurring nightmare of mine. <laughs> That yeah. I still have at the age of 36. Same.
2: <laughs> what, that you have
1: one credit That I'm like, that?
3: it's like a week before graduation and like some administrative error happens. Uh-huh. And I get a paper that says, you can't graduate unless you finish this one last credit. And uh-huh. I'm like, I only have one week. Yep. I guess I would take walking. Yeah. Walking. walking. walking.
2: Yeah. One of my recurring nightmares is I'm in a high school. I, I know that it's my high school, even though it's not like the high school I went to, but I can't find my locker. Yeah. And I'm just searching forever. Like, I don't know where my locker is. Yes. Yeah. Do
1: you have recurring nightmares,
2: actually, Casey? I, not to dive into the deep end here. I, do you
1: have recurring nightmares? I actually,
3: I, I have the most boring dreams that are possibly imaginable. Uh, I, I tell basically... Me. I love that. <laughs> I have dreams that are basically just like I'm working somewhere. <laughs> like, I have a project to do, and I have a couple hours to finish it, and, like, my email won't work. <laughs> Like that's,
2: that's Casey that's does like a his taxes. Casey, Casey just goes and yeah. does his balance sheets in his dreams. I have the <laughs> worst, least exciting dreams. God, that's funny because people are usually so different from their dreams <laughs> than their reality. Yes, exactly. And you are so organized as a person. Like I said, I've worked with Casey now for yes. a few months, yes. and he's so organized. He was a head writer, which comes with a lot of responsibility. Truly. it's not just you know like write the most. It's overseeing the writing staff yes. and keeping them productive yes. and making sure that everyone feels like they know what they should be doing tomorrow. Yes. And I've worked with, frankly, bad head writers where they're just like, do it. Like, come on, we can all just do it. Let's just put our heads down, do it. Casey had a plan, and he executed it. And so it makes it's not. I'm not surprised that when he goes all. to bed, just he's like more of that easy transition, more planning. Transition, more planning. <laughs>
3: well, that's that's very nice to hear. It is uh, a very different skill set uh, than writing. I'm not like I'm I'm not a comedian. Mm-hmm. Like I've never done stand up. I don't think my sensibilities are suited to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like a joke machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but I feel like I know how to run a room. Yeah. you do. I can I can confirm that. Well,
1: if, if I could just flatter you for a second, well, I am very. Imp- I feel like you're a very impressive. Adult human being. Are you because, talking, to, are you talking to me or Casey? I'm sorry. I'm talking to Casey. I'm looking at Casey and I'm talking to Casey. Okay. You're impressive too. Sure. Uh, but uh, Casey, I just feel like you have, you live so many lives, it kind of seems like. I mean, like we have known. Of you and about you since, like, you are working Attack of the Show back mm-hmm. in the day. And, like, you are, speaking of walking classes, like, you are a hiking expert and a mm-hmm. walking expert. I am a
2: published hiking a author. published
1: hiking author. Which is a thing. Which is wildly impressive.
2: You know, uh, can you <laughs> jump into that and just say, tell us about Modern Hiker real quick. Sorry to interrupt Yeah, you, no, Adam. please. Yeah, yeah, yeah please. So, so, I, um, so
3: I run the website Modern Hiker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is founded in 2006, so it was one of the earliest blogs, period. Yep. Uh, period. <laughs> and then one of the very first hiking websites. Cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And I started it basically on a whim. I was working on Attack of the Show at that yeah. time at G4 uh, on a it was a daily, live, hour-long comedy show about the internet culture, yeah. <laughs> um, which I love. Yeah. But I wanted to exercise a different part of my brain. Yes. So I figured I, I'm i not a hiker. I'm kind of learning how to hike out here oh, in a wow. city that people don't know about yeah. as a hiking city. Cool. So I just sort of documented those things on a blogspot page, and that eventually became Modern Hiker, which is now the most-read hiking site on the West Coast. It's wildly popular. Um, and I published my first book last year, and it's just entered its second printing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I have somehow managed to find a way to make a sliver of money off of that. It's so impressive. So, you weren't really, I
1: mean, you weren't like sort of outdoorsy inclined or a hiker before you moved to California? No. Wow. Uh,
3: now, <gasps> you're looking at me and I'm wearing a flannel
1: shirt yes, and I have a
3: beard. You do. And I'm a skinny white guy so, with long hair. You're so, out of
1: central casting. It seems yes. like you were born hiking. So,
3: you would assume that I came out of the womb with hiking <laughs> yeah, boots. That is what on. I yeah. would assume. Uh, but I was very much an indoor kid. Oh, I, really? I played video games. Hmm. I watched old Monty Python
2: VHS cassette. You yes. like, look like you don't an axe. Uh, I, it I, looks I, like you'd, you'd, you'd buy a good axe. I have somewhere my a gear closet a I good axe. axe like yeah. a good axe yeah. like we all have like our dad's hand-me-down axes yeah. but I feel like you would you would invest in a good axe just the fact that you can casually reference a gear closet
0: is pretty <laughs> impressive for the whole closet <laughs> yeah uh,
3: but yeah I, yeah I like I did everything I could to avoid going outside yeah right yeah. Uh, which informed a lot of the way that I think about stuff which I yeah I, I really enjoy that I'm happy that I grew up that way um, and I'm happy that I sort of discovered hiking later on because yeah. I don't take it for granted. Yeah, mm. um, There's a lot of people, especially on the West Coast, not necessarily as much in L.A., but like Pacific Northwest, the Bay Area, oh, yeah. who just sort of like hiking is everywhere. It's part of your life. That's so you right. don't really think about how special it is right. that we have this complex and very unique system of laws in the country that allow us to have that opportunity That's to true. have public <laughs> lands. Right. Um, it doesn't really exist anywhere else the way that we have it. Um, do other countries really... have national parks? They do. Uh, we were the first to have them. Wow, and we try. were the First, to have a wilderness, like a, a defined wilderness area as well. And this was Teddy Roosevelt.
1: Not exclusively, but he uh, was sort of the. He was
3: sort of the main. He, so. I mean, how, how much do you guys want to get into the Antiquities Act today? <laughs> Meet, we're, Casey we're Shriner, <laughs> Meet Casey Schreiner, y'all.
1: Meet Casey Schreiner. Your closet knows everything about the Antiquities Act. Yeah. So,
3: so Teddy Roosevelt's uh, uh, very strongly identified with the yeah. National Parks because he used the Antiquities Act to name a lot of national monuments yeah. and form national parks. But the first one was, I think it was Benjamin Harrison cool. uh, had the first National Park. So they existed a little bit before, but the Park Service didn't exist until a couple decades after the parks had been formed. Oh. So there was this weird sort of like Wild West area. Um, where stuff was, like, kind of... They were trying to figure out what it was. Yes. And then the Wilderness Act happened in 1964, I think. Hmm. Um, So it's a pretty recent thing, but, like, to have a country that says, like, this is a set-aside wilderness area where we're trying to keep it uh, the way it was before man came here, yes. and we're trying to keep even things like mechanized transport
1: out of yeah. it. Like, it's a very unique thing. Yeah. My wife Maggie is from Los Angeles, and one of the ways that she describes the difference between New York and L.A., she's like, the parks are sort of a good sort of uh, analog where to start. It's like Central Park is in the middle of Manhattan. It is every square inch of it is sort of spoken for or ha- has been kind of claimed by right. a hot dog vendor or a, right. sort of a swimming pool or whatever, and it's like sort of everything is occupied. It's in the middle of the city. And Griffith Park, which is sort of, I don't know, one of the marquee parks here in Los Angeles, there is so much wilderness, and it feels fair. there are like yeah. acres of it that feel unkempt, unmonitored, right. unwatched. There, there's Mount an lions. adult male mountain
3: lion, that lives yeah, there, like uh, which you would not find in in uh, central. No, Plank. you would not. Yeah, no, you would not. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know coming off off of the west, like you get into this part of the country where we were able to sort of set aside some land before people kind of tore it apart. Right. Um, and obviously it's not pristine because there were settlers and ranchers yeah. who came before that. But like to have something like Griffith Park or the huge national forest out here, I grew up in Connecticut on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, we don't really have that there. Yeah. Everything's I mean, been used already. Even the forests yeah. in New England, like you see those old stone uh, walls yeah. in the forest, which are really cool, but all those forests were torn down and plowed. And then when settlers realized that the land in Ohio was much more fertile and easy to plow than the crappy rocky yeah. soil in New England, yeah. um, they just left and let the trees oh. go back. Yeah. Um, so it's I mean, hey, I can we can go off we on can, this. We forever. can do yeah. this can be an antiquities act spin
2: off I mean i <laughs> yeah. L-O-L. L-O-L. I'm thinking about I'm just listening to Casey. He's so like unstoppably thoughtful. And not just like in the way that you toss out like, oh, he's so thoughtful. Like he he's he knows what he's talking about yeah, here and his don't know thoughts many people thought like that. hold weight. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny, and he just seems so kind. And then you get shift over to Talk Show the Game Show. Yeah. Because oh, that's yeah. what this episode is yeah. about. Yeah. And Casey, you know, he, he didn't give himself enough credit. He's an incredible performer. Truly. And it shines on Talk Show The Game Show, where he has to be, I don't mean to be rude a bitchy judge yeah. he needs to be no, that's that's fair he needs to be strict with the rules of the game which we will get into and he needs to be clear with when people break them and he can't pick sides and he is so incredible at it so casey if you don't mind Yes. Yeah. we only have about two or three minutes before we go to the first act break. okay can you give everyone an has. idea <laughs> i know it moves quick can you give everyone an idea of what talk show the game show is it's yeah. premiering uh this thursday that one uh tonight when this episode comes mm-hmm. out yes. at 10.30 on True TV. Watch it. But just a little taste before we get into what the show's really about in the sure. second act.
3: Um, so Talk Show the Game Show is a late night talk show that is scored and judged as if it were a game show. <laughs> so uh, guests get points for doing things that a good talk show guest would do. Good. So you plug your projects. You tell a music anecdote. <laughs> um, you tell a behind the scenes story. Right. Um, you make the host laugh um you you bring the to a gift bring a gift do a fun spit take and you will receive uh, points for each time you do that and each this. thing there are points so this is this is uh, a common misconception is that we're just sort of like doling out points willy-nilly yes if o- you've no okay case at this point okay, no. this isn't whose line no. is it anyway uh, okay. there are rules to this game yeah. uh, so in addition to all the points which are they are laid out there is a yeah. full document the guy has created it's real uh, it's a it, real folks. document it's <laughs> laminated it's uh, metrics it's laminated it's official it has amendments to it it's a living document and we we change. We add points and sanctions to, uh, sanctions. to the points as they go. Amazing. And then also if a guest does something that a guest should not be doing on a talk show like steamrolling yep. or showboating or yep. just being boring you get <laughs> sanctions for that. And if you get enough sanctions you can get thrown into a penalty box which <laughs> removes you from the game um, so that someone else can score points.
2: Oh my god. So that was a brilliant, brilliant 90 second sell. <laughs> really quick has anyone received the penalty box? Oh yes. Oh baby. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. This season <laughs> oh. someone gets the penalty box and it is an epic I don't know if yeah. There there's, there's some down good <laughs> penalty boxes <laughs> there were some moments <laughs> there were some moments this season where I was just like, I don't know if like this is a safe place, <laughs> like it's getting crazy in here, yeah, which is really exciting, yeah. um, Casey briefly mentioned you get penalties for being boring, yes, it's not an easy position. Casey's right there in front of the guest, yes. and he hits a bell every time the guest does something right or wrong. It's not easy to interrupt a conversation that's happening in front of you and say negative two points or whatever the scoring is. boring you're boring, yeah, you famous person, are boring, yeah.
3: It's I, I feel like because I'm not uh, a professional performer other than talk show the game show um, and I don't really care what the celebrities think that's about it. me like I'm not burning any bridges because I don't want a bridge that's true to begin untethered with. Um, You're so untethered. I have I have a freedom in that now and you have a job to now do. how yeah. far that takes me professionally we'll see, we'll see. Uh, yeah yeah it's
2: taking you all the way here to no joke yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you and Karen Kilgariff of what is it called my favorite murder my favorite, yes, murder, my favorite yeah. murder oh yeah uh, are the two judges on the show the host is Guy Branham Yes. Uh, Chase Bernstein who did the fast food episode about yes. 20 episodes ago yes was one of the writers i was one of the writers rashida crockett another guy named louis Katz. yep um we had a great team we'll get into more about what we actually did on the show and what you can expect this season in the second act awesome um when we asked casey to come on the show he listened to a few episodes yep and he said this is great i already have a short list of some transition songs we could potentially play neither of us were surprised neither one of (laughs) us were surprised that's how katie's (laughs) casey's brain works but we live in the moment We just make up – we figure out the songs based on what we've talked about. That's right. Casey, was there a song on your list that you were like, you know what? Conversations be damned. This song represents me. This would be the song that if I listened back to this episode, I would be very Mm –
3: Okay. So here's what happened. Mm -hmm.
2: So I have a list. (laughs) I know you uh, do. That has way too many
3: songs. There's only two on the show. I know. I know. There's way too many songs. And – On the way here, I decided to choose a different song that it was not initially on the list. You surprise yourself, Casey. You surprise yourself. This is how. (laughs) uh, I mean, improv is ninety percent preparation. That's right. And I've never taken a class anywhere at improv, <laughs> so I saved myself $6,000 in class. Uh, it's still got the core tenet. And I know it. I mean, you figure it out. You get so it. So I – I mean, I have, I have a choice okay. if you would like it. We would like it. Please, okay. Casey. So one of my all-time favorite bands, yeah. which was the very first concert that I ever went to see, and it's a band that I still enjoy seeing live in concert. I'm going in March to see them here in L.A. is They Might Be Giants. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Big time. they're – I uh, fell – it fell into them in, like, middle school. Cool. And there's, like, something about that band that, like – it, it hooks into like an outcast nerdy weird person's brain yes. sure. uh and just stays there yep, yep. Um, and i have continued to love them everything that they've done since then yep. so right. this is a song from their dial a song project great. which has been ongoing for decades where you it used to be you called into an answering machine hooked up in brooklyn and they would just play you a song that they recorded oh, every that's week. Great. Oy. Um, it's since turned into like mp3s and some other things so this was an album that they made from songs from dial a song wow great uh, and the song is called i love you for psychological reasons
2: <laughs> <laughs> saying no more. Going we'll, in. We'll be right back with more No Joke Podcast and Casey Schreiner right after this.
0: <laughs> Lately I've taken to vacantly making repetitive movements mistakenly seen as a
1: Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. This is Act 2. We are talking with Casey Schreiner about Talk Show, The Game Show. That was I Love You for Psychological Reasons from There Might Be Giants. Correct. Yes. Okay, great. Um.
2: So, my sto- my history with Talk Show, The Game Show was yeah. when did I... Uh, I submitted a packet Yes. Um, where you kind of... The, a show will give requests as to what they're potentially looking for. Yep. You send them some jokes. Yep. And I got to talk with you guys in what? October, was it? I think was it, it was October, yeah. October. Cool. And you guys were ready to rip. You were weeks away. You were like, we have eight weeks, and then we're about to do this show.
3: Yeah. I found out we were Doing more episodes uh, about a week before I had to go start
1: working. Wow! Uh,
3: and I was actually in British Columbia doing a hiking trip. Of course, uh, when I was reading all the packets, so oh, wow. I had to read PDF packets on my iPhone, uh, yeah. which was. Real fun, right, in, in glorious mountainscape, yeah in, okay, glorious, yeah. in glorious mountainscape <laughs> in like well like the 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 most tenuous of connections to the <laughs> yeah. internet, yes, yeah. uh, right,
2: so for those who don't know, just so it's not exclusive, uh when you're submitting for a late night show, um it's called it a Fallon or a Colbert or talk show the game show, mm-hmm. hundreds of writers from Los Angeles, and I assume New York will be asked to. Give their spin on these submissions that were asking a lot of funny for. people
1: in the world. Mm-hmm. And from
2: a writer's standpoint, it can sometimes be very disheartening. Yeah, because you know all you are after like a week of just getting this packet perfect is number eighty seven right. on the list. That's right? right. They take your name off. So there's nothing like uh, I'm not going to do my friend a favor. Exactly. And it's really like you just know that you're bringing sand to the uh, to the beach. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. like, how is it for you, Casey? As one of the people who's like, I need to discern. Perf- what is the right thing for our show? Yeah, How was that for you? It I was mean,
3: it was really interesting. I love thinking about that stuff. I love yeah. figuring out like what kinds of voices you want in a room. Um, do you want someone who's really structured? Do you want someone who's really off the wall, surreal? Right. Mm-hmm. How would those people work together? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love thinking about that stuff. So for me, it was really fun. But mm-hmm. it is like we only had four slots, yeah, including the two writers who were returning, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we really only had two people to bring so on, limited, yeah. and um, there were a lot of really excellent packets, yeah. Yep. Um, and it is, it It's a little – I mean from anyone who's ever auditioned for something or tried to get something, like being on the other side of that, like I can tell you – it's not always your fault that you don't get chosen. Yeah. Right. Um, right. It could be a million different reasons, and that is right. you know up into to the interview where we actually brought people in. Yep. Like, it could be someone looks really great on paper, and then they turn out to be like a super weirdo, spaz yep. person yep. in person. Yep. Right. Um, you're like, I can't have you around me for eight weeks. Okay. I'm yep. gonna go crazy. And
2: that's so important. And that like just really goes to how thoughtful you are. Is that like you start spending sixty hours, seventy hours a week, with, like very vulnerable positions where it's like you need to be creatively vulnerable. Right. And like put out ideas that you 're not even necessarily proud of, and like but you have to just do it for like the hope of like the trajectory of the creativity in the room right and if you have one missing if you have one wrong you. piece in that yeah. equation, that piece will dominate yeah that the spirit of something going wrong will just permeate a creative environment, and right. you guys nailed it in terms of different people bringing what they bring. It you know, is so really strenuous and it's so
1: time-consuming to make a television show. It's like we're definitely all going to be tired and cranky with each other at some point, right? Like right. that is in- inevitable. It will certainly happen. Who can we? T- who do you want to be with on a human right. level? And right. not to say
3: that there weren't tensions or people didn't like snap at each other at certain yeah. points. but yeah. it is important to try to find that balance. And I know you guys had had some other Late Night writers on before, and yeah, I don't, I haven't written Late Night before, but I've written for live TV for years, right, On right. the back of the show, um, and so, uh, I think it was Arthur was on. He was talking about things like you don't get precious with your with your no. stuff, and exactly. also right. don't think things. Personally. Yes. Um, And that's just an attitude that I feel is super helpful in any writing room. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though the way we shot Talk Show was not in that method. Right. It was still a lot of work and not a lot of time. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you had to be okay with like your stuff getting killed
2: yes. or altered or taken out of your hands or forgotten or whatever. Yes. And I wonder if we said it to Arthur but I imagine we did. It's like that attitude is completely earned over time. Yes. Yeah. You know where it's like you can't be precious and you can't be offended if someone doesn't like your idea. Yeah. It's like you are precious and you will be offended for your first 10 years of anything that you right. hold true. That's right. You know right. that you hold dearly to yourself. I, so
1: but One of the things I think is so genius about the show is that there, uh, late night comedy has been around, I don't know, since like the Jack parties for like half a century and it's like it is such a trope and there are certain tropes of late night tv and i don't know it just is so refreshing and novel to have the artifice and to have the mechanics of late night tv yes. pointed out and called out yes, and yeah, i agree. It's such a delight i now. agree because it's like we're all media savvy now the internet exists people know that late night is just a construct to plug a television show or your next book and like just to hear that articulated by someone as smart and hilarious as Guy and you and Karen right is it's a it's hilarious but it's also like cathartic right, right. So True. It's like a weird catharsis in hearing yes like in assigning points to telling a good anecdote and to bring a gift to the host and to and to hear James Adomian articulate when you cross your legs and lean this way that right means right, right that's when a talk show guest is interested when I cross my legs the other way that means I'm irreverent and it's, and ni- it, it's it,
2: nice too because there's so much like snark when people <laughs> know like the mechanics of how things work yeah. it's so oh, yeah. easy Snarky about it, yeah, but I think the show does a really good job at rewarding the guests who know how to be a really good host. It's amazing. It's yeah. not just like, hey, we're going to just call out all of the imperfections. Right, that's really not the spirit of the show. The spirit of the show is. Like, we had some people, like, uh, I remember Michael Costa, Daily Show Correspondent. really so, yes. like funny. Blue,
1: yes. blew, blew me away. <laughs> really it excellent.
2: Dave Holmes. Dave Holmes was great as well.
1: Oh, blew me yeah. away. Yeah. Um, I mean, there,
3: there are people who, like, uh, there are people who are just naturally good yeah. at being on a talk show, and maybe they don't know why. Right. Um, and <laughs> right. like, and they start to sparkle on the show. And then right. there's people who do their homework, which is also really fun to see. Right. It is, it, you're right. It's not like people you know I'm I am the mean judge right um, people topic. sort of expect me to just be throwing people in the penalty box for no reason <laughs> right and it is it's not meant to be that way it's meant to sort of nudge you yeah. into having a better interview Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's not meant to be mean it's meant to help you you're a strict coach right yeah. you're a good strict um, coach. but it is really fun to watch someone put together like a string like a combo string <laughs> right of like six different scores right and you're like this is like even from my perspective I'm like that was pretty amazing <laughs> to see now,
2: now the guests are all prepped to a certain extent with how they can earn points, right? Yeah, so I think everybody gets like a little bit of pre-production, and
3: now that we're on, you know, the next sort of chunk of episodes, people have seen some of the episodes before. Right, so
2: there's no secrets here. And so you'd come, we'd come to work knowing, you know, because obviously we've been writing overnight these episodes for these celebrities, you'd come and you'd like kind of meet them or kind of see their attitude and you're like, oh, this person has like come to play. And that usually means like they brought their pet.
3: They brought their pet. You (laughs) know, or
2: like something where it's like right out the gate, they're getting five points because they brought it out on stage. Yeah. But then you get someone like Barkley. Oh, Chuck. M- Chuck. Round mound of rebounds. Chucky <laughs> B my main man. Huge fan. Huge fan. Yeah, yeah. You know he does have, he does not know where he is <laughs> yeah. today. Right. He, he knows that he's on another television show in Chatsworth, California <laughs> out there. New building with other cameras. So it's like yeah. safe to say like he didn't bring his pet. Right. He's not here to plug Perfect. anything. And that dude also just shined <laughs> because he's just a great guest. Right. What and, was awesome, especially with the first round
3: of episodes, was that we would have people who, like, sort of figured it out halfway through right. the interview. Yeah. And then after the show, they'd be like, I have to come back because I have to win now. now like, I have, have more names, names to I know what it
2: is. Yeah. Competition, really. There were certain episodes. And that is also, like, another great – like, I am a sports guy. Like, yes. I, like, was raised with, like, team sports yep. and competition. And, like, winning and losing – matters to right, me like right. I know that like you're not supposed to say it, but like I like winning yeah <laughs> and you can see on the guests faces like cl- like as this just starts something. like like if we come in here oh I can have a glass of white wine on the show this is fun and then like they see that, that person got 87 and I got like 91 and now it's on
1: yeah and I have to say I think a large part of that is how straight face you and Karen are and how sincere and authentic in your criticism in Karen's slightly more lo- loving tone criticism and your steely resolve, <laughs> steely judge
2: resolve. And yeah, Karen's yeah. loving is uh, like it's that's still relevant.
1: It's like
3: a half degree warmer than me. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's really not, not quite that warm. Exactly. Right? Uh, but yeah, I like, I mean I mentioned I watched like tons of Monty Python yeah. stuff, like a huge influence for me. I, there was like a meme a couple years ago of like pick three fictional characters that uh, embody you. Yeah. And mine were um, Hans the Mountain climber from the Price Is Right game. <laughs> That's uh, you are Glados as a potato from Portal Two, the video game. Okay, not from that. Uh, and then uh, Basil Faulty from Faulty Towers. here we go. Uh, That's about right. John Let's Cleese see. is like a huge, huge influence on me. And what I love about him, particularly from Monty Python, was just like taking authority and systems to an absurd degree got it, brother. so that is what i'm doing on talk show the game show right. it's like there's no reason for me to be so serious about right, exactly. talk show exactly but that's what makes Go it fun as far
1: for as me it can, of course that's uh, so what uh, makes roll. it fun period yeah yeah, yeah. that's true um, <laughs> that is what's fun about
3: it we've been
2: talking about the show a bunch we should really be hammering this home thursday 10 30 february 1st back-to-back episodes of talk show the awesome. game show, two for
3: the price of one two Great. for the
2: price of one uh which is free if you have cable uh <laughs> on true tv yep so we put this episode out. It usually comes out Fridays. You guys got it on Thursday. Hello wasn't an error. Nope. We are here to promote Talk Show The Game Show. Tonight. Watch it tonight yep. and watch it every Thursday subsequently, right? Thursday nights? I, I think it's pretty much every Thursday night. Yeah. Okay, great.
1: Uh, that's very good. Now, I hope I'm not making historical inaccuracy here, but Tiffany Haddish was on your show season one. Mm-hmm. She told a story about being uh, doing a Groupon alligator trip with Will and Jada Pinkett yes. Smith. Yes, Now, was Talk Show The Game Show the premiere of the of her kind
2: of late night anecdote? We debuted that story. Okay, well, yes. that's
1: no small deal. because
2: yeah. <laughs> did, did you guys rock at her too <laughs> (laughs) Success because that was my entry point to Tiffany Haddish. Well, listen,
3: I I saw a girl's trip recently, yeah, uh, and I think that is probably her rocket to success because she's outstanding. But you you were
2: there there before her. But you I hit think... it first. That came out before. Oh, Girls did, trip. did talk show. I think, oh, I it think did. talk show did come out. So you yeah, hit it then it first, I, will, dog. I will take credit for Tiffany. But Hatches I feel like that from
1: Girls Trip and like her movie star charisma. Specifically, this late night anecdote That's that she true. has pulled on um, Kimmel. Yeah, and she's, now she's, she's the, the group on now. spokeswoman yeah. as and, a result. And they is point, she really? Yes, they, they point.
2: Is she really? Yes, because of that anecdote. That well, was a... I, why aren't we getting royalties? That, sure that my I... question. <laughs> you know, it's when uh, so I didn't write for the first half of season one. Yeah. I wrote for the second half of season one. Yeah. Um, but often when our friends have television shows, we don't watch them, but we will text them the following day and be like, "Great show! Saw the clips online. <laughs> we'll get around to it." Yeah, of course. For whatever reason, I don't know what it was. I think it's actually because we've done the live version of Talk Show, the game show, before. Oh, yeah. We did the very first one. felt like oh, yeah. the <laughs> idea was very, like, inviting to, like, well, we should watch that. Yes. Plus, it's a game show, et cetera. And when I watch it, I text a guy immediately. I was like, you've got one of the good ones. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm <laughs> legit going to watch this yeah, next this, week. it's really. Like, I really DVR'd it so that I don't miss an episode. Yeah, it's, yeah
3: and, and and I will say, it comes from a live show. <laughs> It yeah. comes from an hour-long live show that you guys have done. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, and there's, like, there's so many challenges in shrinking an hour-long live show with lots of swearing and drinking yes. into yeah. a 22-minute television show for cable. Clean Correct. TV, yeah. um, but I think they did a really good job with it. I think the addition of games is really fun. Yeah. I think the episodes generally cut down really well and sharply. Very. Um, so it is it's, it is an entertaining show to watch. Yes. Agreed. And Guy is a phenomenal
1: host and person.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean he's a, a person that, like, if you talk to him, like – he will have the deepest conversation with you Truly. within 30 seconds of yes. meeting you. And that comes across on talk show as well. I
2: think it does. I feel like the word force gets thrown around a lot. We're like, that person is a force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guy Branham is probably the first force I've ever met. <laughs> a force of Branham. Yeah. Yes. He's a force of Branham. I don't think yeah. anyone would argue with you. On that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he would either. Um, second act break. Force. Do we have a song about forces or Guy? Or is there a song from the show? I yeah. remember that we... One thing that we couldn't do was mm. play licensed songs, mm. mm-hmm. yes. which, you know, if you're Fallon and you have NBC's budget, you yes, can. Exactly. We had to get more creative. Yeah. And we always, we kept trying to figure out a way of using public domain oh, funny. songs. Remember the public it domain It was a well dice? we kept going to. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: We yeah. never actually got a song from the public domain. On Did we ever use the public domain dice? In the writing room? No, no. I never even I don't saw think them it made main. it. to the show. Right. <laughs> is there a song from the public domain? There's Take Me Out to the Ball Game. <laughs> I think like Row, Row, Row Your Boat Free is ball. a uh, might be I... in there. <laughs>
3: yeah. Public Domain songs are so terrible.
2: <laughs> Casey, just, Casey is a man of honor. He's yeah, like, really. I didn't make this
3: list.
1: It's just really bad. I didn't make this list. <laughs> <laughs> what was our other choice beyond There Might Be Giants? Did you have something else on your litany? I that... had several other choices. He's uh, well, like, very glad we will got, got to this point. Please regale Sure. Yeah. Uh,
3: I will gladly take that cue. Uh, <laughs> the second song, uh, so this is a band that had an album that just came out uh, that I haven't had a chance to really dig into yet. Great. But another one of my favorite bands are called Colexico. Cool. They're oh. from Tucson, Arizona, uh, and they – more. Than anyone else, I think, in, sort of embody the feeling of blended borders mm. uh, of the Southwest. Cool. Uh, lots of stuff from uh, Latin America, lots of stuff from folk music, lots cool. of stuff from Native American stuff. Um, and their last album, uh, there's a song called Cumbia de Donde cool. um, that so is all about man. sort of like where where you're going and where you're from. Great. Um, and it's super fun and it's a very upbeat track to Does listen to. Does that translate
1: to where are you from? Uh, I think a, a
3: Cumbia oh. is, a, is a type of song type oh, okay. of dance song Oh great uh, And de Donde is like Where uh, yeah. From where yeah, So like right. from the, the song about from where Where you're going Great
2: Are you sure you don't want To be row 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 your boat Are you sure Casey this I mean I'll let lap. you guys Decide and edit, <laughs> But I've made my pitch <laughs> I think we're gonna go With your pitch yeah. We'll be right back With the third act Of the No Joke Podcast <laughs>
0: I'm yeah.
1: Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. This is Act 3. That was the band Calexico and their tune
2: Cumbia de Donde. Thank you for introducing us to that band, Casey. Well done. It wouldn't be the No Joke podcast if we didn't have gifts in the yeah, studio. Yeah, we have some swag here. We do have some gifts. So we got two more gifts. Two more. They keep rolling in. Um these segments where we open up gifts usually take up the entire act. Yes. I want to keep talking about Talk Show the Game Show, so we'll try and keep Get this, this nice brief. And brief. No promises. Okay. No okay. promises, okay. though. No promises. Adam, do you want to go first? I'm
1: looking at a manila envelope. I'm digging right in here, Casey and Bill. I'm digging right in. This is
2: a big manila envelope.
1: Okay. So we have some things in here. Two <laughs> <gasps> Oh, oh. hello. Oh. Uncover. So we are looking from our good friend, Ronna, who has gifted us many gifts before. Hello, Runa and has thank sent you, us- Two grab-and-go-size peanut m ms Okay. Thank you so much, Rana.
2: Do you know why she sent us that?
1: Uh, I would imagine, this is this for fun size?
2: This is for fun size. Okay, great. This is a great opportunity. Real quick, we have a second podcast. It's on the Patreon network. If you That's go right. to patreon.com slash god, yep. you can listen to our new candy competition podcast. We take two similar candies and pit them against one another to determine what candy you should grab That's right. from the aisle. Yep. Once again, that is patreon.com. Slash no Joke. So, Rana, prod. thank you for sort of stocking
1: our shelves, supplying us with ammunition for the next uh, fun size. She just, yeah. we Much have appreciated. We now have another episode on Peanut M&Ms. Thank you, Rana. Great. I, okay. I have to say that was a seamless pitch. See, that, yeah, was, was, that really was
3: really smooth. Uh, okay, I've got a cardboard box here from Amazon. <laughs> and I'm opening up. And I think it's going to be similarly themed. We have a couple boxes okay. of uh, Nestle's Goobers. <laughs> oh, uh, Goobers. Great. Which, if you don't know what a Goober is, it is chocolate and peanuts. Well, I will
2: tell you something, Casey. They don't know what a goober is. Adam, will you explain what a goober is?
1: So we've been a little bit fixated by goober, which is Smucker's goober, which is the peanut butter jelly combo oh, item. Yes, goober. So yes. we talked a lot about that on the podcast for God knows what reason. There's a, oh, there's a note. Actually,
3: there's a note. Oh, oh. Uh, This, again, ties into this. Hi, Billy and Adam. These are my candy suggestions for fun size. Goober's Candy and Peanut M&M's. Both chocolate-covered peanuts. Love, was it Rana? Rana, Rana, yeah. Uh, P.S. I didn't know Goober's Candy was a thing.
2: Okay. Wow. So So both gifts (laughs) from Rana. Thank you, Rana. I mean, MVP. Yeah, really, seriously. (laughs) MVP. So we're going to do a Peanut versus Goober... Episode on Fun Size. Thank you, Rana. I must. Thank uh, you, Rana.
3: Can I go ahead and I think M and M's are going to win this. Yeah, you're yeah. just calling the shot right I'm now. I'm going to call it right now. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Adam, yeah. do you briefly want to explain um, how Fun Size works to Casey because he's a man of rules. So we do, you are very
1: yes, rule based. Yeah. So we take the two candies and there's essentially four metrics uh, by which we judge them. It is the uh, packaging, obviously. what M and M's packaging is of course. Uh, there's the presentation, which is essentially the nude candy, the individual candy, decontextualized. Again. from the bag. Yeah, M and M's. Okay. <laughs> Casey's strong a strong opinion. (laughs) on this Uh, there's also taste goes without saying it's. I mean, you're gonna have MMs. You have two peanut candy
3: yeah, covered. Yeah, it's the chart. same
1: thing, but you get a candy shell with MMs. Fine. <laughs> so
2: yeah.
3: Am I? Am
1: I on the other podcast now?
2: You <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah. You <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> Somehow you just got ad dollars. <laughs> and The driver's a size. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then the fourth one is risk. What are the potential downsides? What are uh, some of the pitfalls that
3: you're uh, looking at? With each will individual? it stain your mouth? Uh, will it melt in okay. your hand? Is there will it... a
2: tooth
1: issue? Yeah.
3: Okay. Things like Interesting stuff to consider. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go TBD on that one. Uh, TBD. Yeah. All right.
2: Well, you guys. That's That's to be determined. Call this shot. MMs. If you guys are familiar with acronyms. That's To Be Determined. <laughs> to Be Determined. Yeah. I don't mean to brag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is the third act of this, the No Joke Podcast. In this, we'd like to talk about the future lives of talk show, the game show. The future lives of talk show, the game show, is that it's about to come out. To-
1: this very evening yeah. at 10.30 on Once True again,
2: TV. True TV, 10.30, Guy Branham, Casey Schreiner, Karen Kilgara. Follow them all on Twitter. Is it Modern Hiker on Twitter? Uh, so I have two Twitter accounts
3: um, because I like to compartmentalize things. <laughs> uh <meet> so, Casey <laughs> Schreiner. Uh, yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, <laughs> Drop Dead Suit is my personal one. Uh, where you will see me raging about things and attempting poor Twitter jokes and lots of pictures of my dog. Uh, And then Modern Hiker is for the Modern Hiker, which is if you like hiking – that's that. But if you like me from Talk Show, the Game Show, and just that, you probably will not enjoy the modern high Yes, yeah,
2: Because they are very separate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. Um, is there a way that – do we have any sort of like – so in uh, – I just explained mm-hmm. Talk Show, the Game Show. There's the interview segment mm-hmm. where each guest gets a three-minute interview or so with It's Guy? three minutes on a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three minutes, strictly a uh, time for them to earn points in an interview. <laughs> they are then invited to play a game. They play a game with the guests yep. uh, where guy will be like, hey, what do you say we get up off the couch and do this thing yep. just like talk shows yep. do? Mm-hmm. And again, we would write all of these fun games for them. Yes. And then there would be the lightning round. And the lightning round would just be cold, hard trivia, yes. but the funniest answer wins. Yes, So, yeah. so that's the nature of the show. Yes. And so that's what the writers were writing a lot of. Yes. Um, for me, one of my favorite things that I got to write were games. Oh, yeah. Just big dumb gays. Yeah. Because there's a lot of smart people on the show. Yes. I should point that out there right now. Like if you're if you're yes. hired by the staff, yeah. you're probably like smart. Yeah. You know, not like f- smart before funny. I would even go. Yeah, so guy's just to say. also a lawyer. Right, I yeah. just happens to a, also a, a be an font attorney of Yeah, right. it's yeah. just like it's rude almost. So a lot yeah. of games are <laughs> trivia based. What do you know? Be clever. My games were always, hey, throw that pizza at that ceiling fan. <laughs> <laughs> right, what you know, Bill? It you got to like, lean into your
1: strengths. Yeah, brother. And, and yeah. again,
3: we're talking about like having a mix in the writers' room. Right. Like, exactly. You don't want everything that's like super brainy and nerdy, yeah. right, because it's going to be off-putting for the people who don't understand. Exactly. It. Right. Exactly.
2: And so it was really nice. I felt like I could shine. At my dumbest. Yes. And so much of my dumb made it to air. <laughs> One namely that you can now find on the True TV handle yep. at True TV. I think I also retweeted it. Yep. I did retweet it. Yep. Was what we did with Charles Barkley. Barkley. Yes. Yeah. Can we talk about this moment? It's already online. Yeah, so. yeah we can. Yes. Um, so we were pitching ideas for Charles yep. Barkley. Uh, already a dream sentence. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Won't go into, I won't go into what did it make it, but there was a whole range of things that he could potentially do. Mm-hmm. Then somewhere in the conversation I tossed out, hey, what about snack-a-shack? Good. Which is similar to Hack-A-Shack, something that happened in the NBA where you get fouled a lot, except we wanted to literally snack- a shack yeah so the art department who should get so much credit they, they were, they were really, so good wizards they were so good just turning over our dumbest imaginative ideas it's really impressive built yeah. a giant shack with a wide open mouth <laughs> incredible and barkley had to answer 90s nba trivia yes. and throw handfuls of meatballs <laughs> uh, he would get a meatball for every question he answered correctly and he would try and get into Shaq's mouth <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> and that's what you want to see on television and that is what yeah. you want to see on television it was like yeah. i was trying to explain to my mom she's like how will i know which ones you wrote <laughs> you'll and know was, mom and, and i was just uh, like we're <laughs> like, meatball based it's a cut the floor yeah. and there's food everywhere there's a there's this game where we just throw pies yeah there's like not even like you don't even like win or lose you just chuck pies yeah I was like I wrote the ones with food all yeah, when we wasted food that was me yeah yeah. yeah yeah. but yeah. really just like really I just really encourage everyone to give this show a shot if yeah. they didn't see it in the first season because it is so wildly interesting
1: it is true and it's like that's the other part of the I think the brilliance about it is that it's it is like both like a gentle ribbing of the conventions of talk shows and game shows while also simultaneously being an actually sincere authentic talk show and game show that's right it's all thing. three right. of it that's <laughs> the thing and i will say my
3: favorite contribution to the show this year is a game that's not on yet but it involves shark cards and sharks you cool. okay uh, and just watch for that and see how
2: stupid that is yeah <laughs> and it's then really... uh, and then we'll talk it's really it's true <laughs> that one actually is much dumber than It's throwing much mouth. dumber yeah it was great when we got into like like week 10 of 10 or whatever it was like really towards the end and just punch drunk creativity oh, yeah. starts coming yeah. in, yeah, and yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah. we had nine weeks to come up with these shows that it didn't require work. But sometimes someone drops out. And now it's like, hey, we need an idea like in five minutes, and then they'll start making it in the art Scram department. Yeah. And yeah. that's when like things get really <laughs> <Yeah>. dumb, <laughs> really, really fast. Yeah. Real fast. So Real fast. I would like to actually watch. Are they releasing each episode as we shot them? Do you know that <sighs> it's not in the order that we shot okay. them? Mm. Yeah. So I was going to say there's probably like a drunken bell curve towards oh, the, end of the season sure. where it's just yeah, like I don't know, like put. Yeah motorcycle over a pizza <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> yeah. like i just losing like, there we there, we we killed three minutes there we go <laughs> right. Right. Job. another success <laughs> with the
1: litany of kind of celebrities that you guys had as guests on the show which really ranges I mean like the season one guest list is so astounding oh yeah from Maria Bamford's to the like I said the Adomians to the John Sallies and Maurice Jones Drew's right. and Charles Barkley's right. and this
2: season we have Reggie Bush yeah it's incredible Cameron yeah uh, who else uh, Melissa Joan Hart and Melissa Carolyn John Ray on the same episode? In the episode unbelievable
3: mm-hmm. um um, we mentioned Dave Holmes, who I love. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Richters on it. Yeah, um, Colin Quinn, Rose Barkley, it's, Colin yeah. Quinn
1: showed up. The yeah, right. I, saw, I saw Lonnie Love; she was hysterical.
3: It's it's a really good mix of like A-listers who you've seen on talk shows before, right. who like are really good at talk shows. Yeah, and like sports figures who are like kind of a wild card. Yep. And all, there's a chef who's on, cool. who's mm-hmm. like oh, the definition yeah. of a wild card. <laughs> yeah, um, there's it's, it's it's very surprising. Yeah. Uh, to see like who who pulls it out and does really well.
1: Do, are you Casey prone to starstruckdom? Was there anyone that you were like, "Oh my God, I can't believe we have this person on the show"? Um, I know that you're very kind of steely and clearly super rational and not that flappable. But yeah, was there I, anyone that I gave I you butterflies? I
3: feel like I've done a really good job of subduing my emotions over the past <laughs> couple decades to not get super starstruck. Spoken like a true New Englander. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. There was no. There were people that I was excited to have on. Yeah. Of um, course. Yeah. But uh, no
1: one that I like got like all,
3: a like dizzy Googling about out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I got dizzy at your Charles Barkley photograph.
2: I mean. I mean. That's
1: just, but that's me.
0: Yeah, like this
2: yeah. is, we come from such that's a specific me. place where it's like there's certain photographs that like you dream to one day have. Yeah. And I have a photo of the two of us doing like this presidential, like clean <laughs> handshake, like five fingers yeah. interlocked, and like two men, like we're taking a photo now. And like if that was enough. Great, but yeah. I also have three minutes of him throwing meatballs at Shaq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we all got what we wanted. It is, it exactly. is a very
3: White House holiday card. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> That's true. Right. We yeah. both do look really clean. Yeah, we're taking a photo yeah.
1: now. Now, Casey, how did you first intersect with Guy?
3: I mean, so it, Guy, Guy, and I it, met at G Four. Uh, oh, okay. The semi beloved, now defunct cable network yes. devoted to gamers. Yes. Uh, that was about five years too early to be successful. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, I was working at G4 and he was working at Tech TV and cool. Tech TV came down uh, and he worked on a show called Unscrewed with Martin Sargent, which cool. was another sort of like weirdo uh, late night talk show that was like huh. internet celebrities before we had internet celebrities. Interesting. Right. So it was like the guy who lived as Peter Pan who lived in San Francisco <sighs> and like that the woman guy. who ran the world's largest museum of world world's smallest versions of the world's largest thing. Get out of here. Like, that's who we had on as guests. And it was <laughs> so much fun That is super weird. so you and Guy, um, So I went to work on that show with <laughs> cool. Guy, and we became friends because we uh, were just pitching. The show had sketches, so we had yeah. to like, pitch sketches together. Yeah. Uh, and at G4, even beyond that, it was a super budget network. So yeah. um, we didn't have actors that we could bring in. We had to do stuff ourselves. You got get it, yeah. Um, so we were also on camera a lot. Yeah. Um, so we sort of became friends and performers and co-writers together yeah. and we've been friends since he's actually like probably one of my first friends from LA that we've kept in touch for over 15 years now yeah. at this point I think he was also one of the first people we met
2: when you and I moved to Los Angeles. yeah he was right like yeah a first... catalyst Yeah, at Ashton Kutcher's company I <laughs> yeah. walked into a. they were like that's your office over there and like I sat in this classroom and I was like I don't know what I'm doing in Los Angeles and they're like this is your other co-worker and the guy walked in and I was like let's get to work
0: yeah. <laughs> he's yeah,
2: like 6'4 like I'm rarely yeah. dwarfed Yeah, I, I was dwarfed in this classroom I was like let's get to work guys. yeah he's <laughs> yeah.
0: such
1: an impressive person we're yeah
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but your shared history really read in the room and I'll say it one more time as we wrap it up it's like I should put it on air. It was such a like great time to work with you guys, and like I really respond to organization, much like you. I mm-hmm. don't need chaos where it's like let's all just be the craziest versions of ourselves, and like we'll just throw it against the wall. Mm-hmm. You provided structure, and like you're a hell of a head writer, and oh, I think you. that the work really shows in the episodes that will come out on True. That's TV. that's all I aim to do. It's not the flashiest job in the world, oh, but uh, no man, but it. it is necessary. And like I learned from you, and I thought you kicked ass. Oh, so yeah. thank you. Yeah. Uh, before we end, yeah, are we close to ending? We are a minute away.
3: Okay, Carly Ray Jepsen. Yes. How did I not know that you had a Carly Rae Jepsen mood ring? We-
2: I wore it in the writers' room two days. I didn't want to get people off topic, but I did show it to Chase. How did I? I threw a know? wish in the well. This Don't is- ask me. I'll never tell. <laughs> I feel
3: like we we lost so many conversations yes. from me not seeing. You this. love the Jeps. Yes. Well, of course. Yes. We're human.
2: KCC yes. My Yes, yeah. my,
3: my dressing room soundtrack during the show was emotion Side B. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, baby. You're yes. fired. You're fired. Every, yeah. every time. <laughs> and here. Call Me Maybe was, I think, the first, like, pop song that i really liked yeah. it's the like perfect I, pop song. i in high school and middle school like i was the most insufferable person and i bet like, you were. i don't listen to the radio <laughs> yeah like yes. i only listen to the college radio two towns over That had to like <laughs> really like tune over. through basically together. am yeah and i'm like oh i'm listening to talking heads and super cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course we yeah. get along this well casey yes. Yes.
2: we were rooted at and the Jeps. <laughs> when carly
3: ray Jepsen, when that song came out it was like a, an internet hit so like, yeah we covered it on attack of the show of course. oh and i was like oh this uh okay also it's like it's a gay themed video so like that was cool that was very cool to see yes Um, and then also like that song is super catchy and I'm like I
2: think I legitimately like
1: this song it's medically catchy it's like scientifically engineered
2: to make us go wild last week last season uh, my girlfriend my fiance Marina uh, owns a cafe and I brought you coffee because you bought a new coffee maker someone if we get picked up might be getting a Carly Rae Ah. Jepsen movie ring in the writers room no promises no tease tease (laughs) Bill True TV if you're listening please Please pick up the show for yeah, a second for season for no other reason so for, that casey ring can distribution get a 50 cent moon ring sent <laughs> to him from amazon prime that's also, all we're
3: big shout out to cut to the cut to the feeling because it's a, a stellar pop song
2: god damn it we yeah. should have just
3: played Jeps in the act breaks <laughs> i'm sure Colexico is podcast. great I, I i had to get this look you've got your indie cred with yes. my music picks I, but yeah. also know that i am a big fan of dumb pop songs
2: use no snob you yeah. If, if you were apprehensive about rooting for casey you've now won over all of the no joke exactly <laughs> our no our Candle will be nothing but we love Casey because he loves the joke <laughs> exactly. Mission uh, accomplished. Yeah, uh, we love Casey as well. Uh, that is the No Joke Podcast. Once again, talk show the game show airs tonight at 10 30 on True TV back to back episodes, back to back episodes, awesome. and then every subsequent Thursday. So DVR it so that Casey can get that mood ring. Need the mood ring, need yeah. those yeah. ratings so Casey can get that mood ring, and, and, <laughs>
3: and also health insurance and <laughs> health insurance as well. Yeah, health insurance
2: after the mood ring, mood ring first, mood ring second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Th- thanks again for coming on, Case. Thank you guys, it's been my pleasure the for the No Joke Podcast. I and Billy I'm Billy And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a headgum podcast.